If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started all right welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and today's episode is going to be talking about right number 29 which states the following, I have a right to be open to improve communication skills so that I might be understood. Hell yeah, because why not, you know, having the right to be open to improving communication skills is something extremely important, especially if we're seeking healthy relationships and if we're wanting to get out of the pattern and the routine of what a dysfunctional toxic relationship uh, does to us and how it looks and what it does to us in turn right so i figured as uh you know thing things things that would support me to talk about this topic more in depth is article one an article two from psychologytoday.com and so yeah there there are two slightly different articles one has uh 10 steps to effective couple communication but it can also be in more settings and more contexts and the second one six steps to and effective to better communicate for better communication okay uh the one is written by suze and dedgers white a phd uh doctor and the second one by melissa orlov okay um so why is it important to improve communication skills it's basically to show respect and love for the other person whether it's a 
romantic partner or another family member or I mean usually usually this would go for couples because it's outside of the context of the family because if a family is toxic it's going to be always toxic if it's if it's having pseudo mutuality as a huge label in it that is not really written but it is there because of their behaviors with each other and with themselves and everything um it's not going to change it's just going to be the way it is so this pretty much goes for couples communications but again it doesn't really deny the fact that it can be applied in work uh play situations if you know there's a change of job or dealing with other people and yeah okay so let's begin uh number 1 of the 10 steps of uh to effective couple communication is be- get comfortable and if it's a difficult topic you plan to discuss some place relatively neutral works best like you don't have to talk about money in bed the example that she she presented in the article which is pretty interesting if if like a topic involves a potential disagreement it doesn't have to be in a place that is emotional or represents some sort of chemical chemistry and uh intimacy for example and vice versa you know just just it's better to pick a place that is neutral and it would work best number 2 give your partner your full attention Abs- this is an absolute must because what happens is in dysfunctional uh relationships is that there's either silent treatment or some sort of give me my supply or you'll be forsaken turn off or put down any distracting technology obviously it's rude to whenever you, whenever someone is trying to discuss something with you and they want your opinion on it you're either scrolling on your phone endlessly or changing the channels on the TV just because you're showing disinterest and it's disrespectful lean in towards your partner a little you don't have to lean all the way in it's not like you're going to have you're going to get a room <laughs> probably some other time but just lean in towards your partner a little bit cuz that shows your interest in wanting to know more about the topic let your body language send a message that you are afraid to face you you're not afraid to face your partner either it's okay in you, if your eyes wander bring them back to your partner's face Okay, of course don't stare at them for uh 30 seconds straight because that would be creepy. But you know, just um just maintain focus and show interest and in that you validate your partner's opinion, which is something I'm going to talk about coming up in the future. Uh in this episode, of course. So yeah. Okay, uh number 
Number three is look at your partner and make eye contact. Don't try and stare down your partner, like I just said, and don't. But don't send a message that you're afraid to face your partner either. Like don't, you know, don't be like、uh, crouching all the way and just timid and awkward there, and just showing you're afraid of facing your partner. Um. Just most importantly is that you have to show that you're genuinely connected with your partner. Okay, number four, open up with an I statement that takes off the pressure off your partner. It's okay to admit that you want something and you talk about yourself. On you own your own feelings and use language that indicates your awareness that each of you is responsible. For your own thoughts and behaviors. Okay,、uh, number five. Invite your partner to share his or her perception that they use on open questions. Questions that don't invite one or two word answers. Open-ended questions, preferably, and questions that allow for a deeper.、Uh, More valuable answer to be heard, and definitely sharing perceptions is a huge、uh, recommendation to do because then different perspectives are open to each other and、um, exchange of new information from each side. Can be really beneficial for both parties. Number six: Do not interrupt. Stay focused, attentive, and connected. Even if you particularly like or simply dislike or simply don't agree with what is being said, do not interrupt because it's totally. It is kind of、uh, rude, and it is. Kind of like you're showing that you want to dominate in the conversation if you interrupt. You know, let them finish their idea. It's okay. Hang in there and keep your focus on your overarching goal of honest communication instead of trying to prove your point the whole time. Number seven: Reflect back to your partner what you think your partner is saying. Okay, this is really extremely useful because it makes you. Want to let your partner know if you're understanding what they're saying. So check in with your partner to make sure you're hearing the overall message, not just the words. Sometimes we wander and we just get lost in the i the the words that are being said, and we understand we completely misunderstand the idea that has been presenting to us. So it's okay to say something like. What I hear you say is, blah blah blah. Or, if I understand you correctly, then I think、uh, you're saying, blah blah blah. Or I think you feel, blah blah blah. Something like that. This lets your partner know you really care about the message that's being conveyed, and it makes sure that you are invested in making sure you're heard accurately. 
It helps you empathize with your partner's perspective as well. And if this is done vice versa, it would be the optimal. Number eight, use collaborative language. There's a third entity present, which is the relationship. It's not just you two. What you and your partner thinks best for yourselves or one another may not reflect what is best for the relationship. So th there has to be a collaborative language that involves a certain degree of compromise and a certain degree of it's okay, you know, um, we can do this, it's best for the relationship. It doesn't necessarily always have to be best for either of the partner's uh, separately. Number nine, if there's a problem that you are trying to solve, communicate your ideas for solutions with a tentativeness. Yes, exactly. You can say things like, well, perhaps we could try blah, blah, blah. Or what if I did dot, 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 and you did dot, dot, dot. I'm stuck. What do you think we should do next? You know, things like that could actually um, show your partner that you're looking for a solution with attentiveness, with like a, with a cooperative mind that you are both a team and you should work things out together. Number 10, finally, is keep the communication flowing. Be willing to listen with an open ear and open mind. Make sure you are really hearing the message your partner is sending. And don't be afraid to say you don't know. You know, we don't always have to show that we know and we're aware of what's going on and all the time. It's just so... Sometimes it becomes fake. And really... Uh, I don't know if this word is appropriate right now. Disingenuous. But it just, it's not really honest if you're trying to present your point and you don't know. If you don't know, you just say you don't know. It's, it's not going to break your ego. Sometimes we have to be modest and humble enough to say we don't know because we genuinely don't know and want to know. So yeah, something like that is very much helpful. Now let's move on to the next article, six tips for a better communication. And this is, we have the right to improve our communication skills. And these are practical ways we can do that. So I am not, okay, let's go ahead. Uh, number one, model and require respectful behavior. Respectful behavior is, divergent and it happens in by showing those tiny little things like for example showing appreciation if they did something good if they mopped the floor if they washed the dishes if they uh i don't know showed up on time when they said they would things like that and showing appreciation really helps to show that you are respectful to that person or um doing what you said you would, keeping your promises. Um, but generally speaking, in the definition of the word respect itself, is basically showing admiration and appreciation of that person genuinely without it having to be um, like 
without having without it having to work for your convenience and you that you have to get something in return afterwards because that would be a transactional kind of uh, treatment and it's not beneficial it's not healthy so without respect you move it, i the reason why i said this it's not in the article of course she mentioned respect in a very like vague way i think from what i what i understood from her articles what she said is that or what she mentioned is that respect doesn't involve degradation or uh blaming or like guilt tripping or any of that that is not respect so Basically, without respect, you move quickly into defensiveness and wall building, which shuts down communication fast. So respect is a must. Number two, seek to repair after disagreement. We all disagree. You know, there are points and topics on which people disagree on, and it's totally, absolutely normal. It's not like we have to agree to work in... To be uh, a favorite of that person, and if we don't, then we become satanic and forbidden and whatever and forsaken. Um, we all disagree, and it's absolutely normal. Repair behaviors include apologies, laughter, hugs, or touch, finding common ground, validation, and more. See that. that Even saying these words is just so peaceful and calming. Like, laughter, hugs, and touch, finding common ground, and validation. And these are the behaviors that actually help repair um, a conflict or a disagreement. In essence, any time that calms you both down... Anything that calms you both down and helps you remember you're a team. Anything from that list and more that is a reminder that both partners are a team and not really adversaries or they don't work in um, the under the basis of I'm the leader, you're the follower. That's not, that's not how relationships should work. And and it's not like in dysfunctional relationships where if you agree, then you'll be loved and cherished and validated. And if you disagree, then I'll show you my other face. Like that's that's absolutely harmful and not something to have to accept as part of the norm. Okay, now number three. Remember that most issues aren't resolvable okay and this kind of contradicts um the looking for the solution yeah number i think nine of the previous list slightly though okay What she says here is when you encounter such an area of disagreement, look for a workaround instead of a solution. Sometimes 
looking for a workaround and a way to get over it instead of having to find a solution is better than having to find a solution. Agree to disagree and move on. You know what? Sometimes it's just... It's useless to have to come up with a common ground and uh, a, a conclusion that both parties agree on. Sometimes it's just, it doesn't have to end that way. And it's better to agree to disagree and just move on. Or, better yet, set up a system in which you each once in a while get a my pass, my way pass. Which means wh whomever feels the most strongly about the topic gets to use their pass and the other partner agrees to adopt that solution and moves on without any hard feelings. Um, so yeah, sometimes, once in a while, just the my way pass. Like, my way, if I'm gonna have to say this, I'm gonna have to say it. And if you... You should agree it's just once in a while thing and just move on without any hard feelings of anger or revenge or whatever. If there are any feelings of anger, I already talked about them in the right to being angry at our partner, but the healthy ways of expressing anger and just um, being assertive and loving to our partner instead of raging out or uh, making a fuss about it or literally giving them the silent treatment because simply we don't agree with them the silent treatment which is unhealthy but it's always better to move on without any hard feelings number four value your partner's opinions and concerns as much as yours the truth is opinions and concerns are not really facts they are ideas based on your own unique background, physiology, and experiences. Your partner's opinions are always valid because they are his or her own, whether or not you understand how she, he or she got there, and vice versa. Same things happens to you. We all have a bias and we think that we are right because... Among other things, our logic and attitudes make complete sense to us. So, all in all, good communication requires valuing your partner's logic flow too. But, and it's a big but here, we don't always, necessarily always have to agree. Um, so always going in the middle ground, the middle route is the best way. We don't have to value our partner's opinions in a way that we forget about our own opinions and concerns and always have to agree with them because then that would be supply uh, fueling or better yet, belittle them and just absolutely ignoring their concerns and opinions. So just the thing is, value your partner's opinions and concerns as much as yours. Things have to be equal. 
Just as you want your opinions and concerns to be valuable and valued by your partner, do the same to your partner. They will appreciate it, you will appreciate it, and the relationship will thank you both. Because then, it's healthy. Okay? So, number five, internalize that you're only in charge of you. Healthy couples understand that they are differentiated from each other. Absolutely. You are not in charge of your partner and neither is your partner. Of you. Focus on expressing your own feelings and ideas. It's totally fine. It's absolutely acceptable and recommended. If you have a suggestion for your partner, offer it as such an idea, but not a requirement or a judgment. Okay? Nobody likes to be told what to do. And nobody wants to be pushed over or feeling like a punching bag. Definitely nobody. So just accept the idea and internalize that you are only in charge of you. If if, if you suggested something to your partner and, they, and you want them to do it, it's up to them eventually. It's their willingness that's going to allow them to do that thing or not. You're not responsible for their actions. You're only in charge of yourself. And finally, number six, practice non-defensive listening, which is what emphasizes, right? Uh, I mean, uh, the first tip here from this article, model and require respectful behavior. The goal is to be open to what you are hearing as always legitimate and to actively seek the truth in what he or she is saying. Believe in your partner's words rather than trying to rebut them and ask how he or she got them. It's important to believe in your partner's words and to validate them. And it's okay to also ask how he or she got there. You know, don't have to just assume things or try to fix their opinions or problems or concerns just because we disagree or think differently, you know. Just... Practice non-defensive listening and discussions and conversations will go much easier. And that is how probably even more tips. These are most likely how we can improve communication skills so that we might be understood uh, no matter where what the situation is. Because we all have the right to be open to improving communication skills. We don't have to stick to what we have been conditioned to uh, do when it comes to communicating to people because of what we have been raised to to do and behave and how we act and behave and say things. Especially, I mean, a lot of the times we're not even shown exactly what words what words are expected to be said, but um, we see, we witness what's going on, and we witness all the horrible, um, you know, uh, supply, narcissistic supply that's that must always be added, or the silent treatment that goes on for time and time again and or fights 
or just belittling or gaslighting or all those shitty ass terms that I hate to say, but because we have the right to improve communication skills to eventually be understood. If we don't feel understood, if you feel like we are totally out of the scope, it's because um, a lot of the people around us find themselves unable to improve their communication skills simply maybe because they don't know that they have the right to improve their communication skills and to get out of the system that they have been building themselves, which is flawed and works against them actually. But yeah, some people just never really learned any better and so they got used to what they had in their, what they had um, offered to them through generations. So admitting that we have such right, such a right will definitely be a, a motivator, a factor rather, in in helping us establishing healthier, better relationships with people who whom are worth the love, attention, and care and who will truly care for us as much as we do for them. Alright. So definitely remember that you have the right to to be open to improve communication skills and you have the right to be understood by people who may sometimes disagree with you but who always show you that they respect you and that they have care and uh, desire to keep you around when they show you that they give you time, energy, and love and attention. Of course, they also give time, energy, and love to themselves as well. There's always, there has to always be um, a partial distancing in relationships so that that time that we are not spending with that person, be it a friend or best friend or partner, is the time where we can spend focusing on ourselves and producing the things that we appreciate more. And all in all, taking care of ourselves and evolving regardless of the abuse. Hell yeah. Okay, um, so... I have finished recording this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And remember that you have this right as as well as all the previous ones and all the next ones upcoming. Alright? Okay, I'll see you in the next episode. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. And as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. 
I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where, where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently... I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.